Please be seated. A friend of mine from seminary tells the story of growing up with a nativity set in her home. You may call it a creche. We called it a nativity set. She had all the usual pieces. She had Mary. She had Joseph. She had some barn animals. She had a couple of shepherd and their sheep. She had an angel, the barn, the star, and, of course, the baby Jesus. Maybe you have one like this. We do, and it sits in our dining room on a side table. So my friend used to play with hers. She would play with them like Legos or dolls. And she would always have a role for herself in the story. She would send Mary and Joseph on these great adventures to meet up with wayward travelers, and she would be Mary's best friend as they journeyed along. Or she would be the innkeeper's daughter as Mary and Joseph came to the inn looking for a place to stay. She would pretend to be the angel, singing loudly and off-key that one verse of joy to the world that she, and probably all of us, have memorized. Then one time, my friend's parents found Jesus, baby Jesus, on an adventure in the refrigerator. Apparently, he was hungry. And that was that. They thought that her imaginative play had gone too far, and they told her that Baby Jesus had to stay in the stable with Mary and Joseph. After all, babies need their sleep. That one, too. My friend was just trying to make the story her own. She was trying to get to know the characters, trying to become part of the story. And part of the joy of Christmas is that we get to hear this story again. The story of Mary and Joseph and Jesus and the angels and the shepherds and the babies that we love so much. But we can do more than simply listen to the gospel story, the reading of the birth of Jesus. We can make this story our own too. We can also participate in the Christmas story and see ourselves in the narrative of Christ's child. And when we do this, when we find our place in this story, we begin to understand that we are part of God's larger story. God among us, Emmanuel, we are part of that story. It's not just for kids anymore. We can also ask ourselves, who are we in the Christmas story? And more importantly, who would we like to be? Lots of girls want to be Mary, and maybe that's what you feel like. You know God's blessings in your life, and you treasure them in your heart. You don't say a lot because your words don't match the enormity of what you're feeling or hearing, the mystery of what God's doing. You're kind of wondering if you're up to the task, actually, of what God's asking you to do. And you sit quietly for a little while, pondering these blessings in your heart and asking yourself, where is God really leading you? A lot of boys want to be Joseph. They want to be Joseph, selfless and generous, taking care of Mary and Jesus. And maybe that's you, but maybe you identify more with the Joseph who's pushed around by those in power, made to walk for days to Bethlehem to register his betrothed and his child-to-be, just as you're made to write endless memos or fill out hospital billing forms for days. Maybe you too feel exhausted and just want to recede in the background like Joseph, trusting that the Christ story will unfold as God intends. 
Okay, but maybe you have days when you're the innkeeper, okay? Too busy to notice God in your midst. The innkeepers are pulled in lots of different directions, struggling to prioritize God like you and me sometimes. After all, they tell themselves, we really didn't have any room at the inn, says the innkeeper. This isn't a charity. We don't take guests when we don't, can't, they can't pay. So they make a hard choice, and you and I make hard choices, too, to get our priorities straight. Sometimes we miss a family dinner or a kid's activity for work. Sometimes we say no to hanging out with our friends because we're taking care of an aging parent. When you are pulled in lots of directions, and when God tugs at your heart, you say, not now, maybe later. But it's never pleasant to put off Jesus in your midst, and so you hope for another chance. And then that next chance comes, and you realize it's time to be like the shepherds who start out afraid when the angel appears, and they, but they have faith. They have faith enough to trust the angel and to go see this Christ child, to see this new thing that God is doing and experience God in a new way, and maybe when we get this next chance, we need to rely on our faith, big or small, to get through whatever fear or insecurity at home or at work, just to get through this pandemic. Maybe we too need to experience God in a new way because truly the most important thing we can do is to say, yes, let's go and see. See the new thing that God is doing in Christ among us. Okay, so who am I missing? I've got Mary and Joseph, the innkeeper, the shepherds. Ah, the angel. We need the angel who comes to the shepherds. I know lots of, lots of children want to be the angel. The angel brings a holy pause to this story. It, angel brings a holy interruption in the lives of the shepherds. The angel is the person the angel is God who interrupts whatever we think is so important in our lives and says, stop, pause, breathe, look to see what God is doing. Holy pauses are pauses that are big enough for us to understand that we are participating in God's story. We are being invited into the story of the incarnation of God on earth and when we have a holy pause, we can hear it. We can see it. We can know that we are part of bringing Jesus to life in the human narrative with all its diversity and challenges. And if you can bring a holy pause to someone else, you are truly doing God's work. And if someone brings you a holy pause, let yourself live into it so that you can see what God is doing through Jesus in your life. But I'm still missing one. I'm still missing one, and that's Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Now, I'm not asking you if you see yourself as Jesus. And if you went there anyway, maybe come talk to me afterwards. No, Jesus is the one who grounds us and centers our story, the one who has loved us into being and keeps loving us throughout our ups and downs. 
Jesus is the one who does not stay at the stable with Mary and Joseph. My friend who went on her adventures with Jesus knew this. Jesus is out and about in the world, visible in every word of kindness, every meal for the hungry, every coat for the cold, all of these stuffed animals that your children and all of you brought for other children in need, every selfless act for one another, every heart that bursts with joy at the birth of a new child, and every heart that grieves at the loss of someone dear. That is Jesus. Jesus in the world, out of the stable, in and around and among us, the Christmas narrative of which we are a part. And without Jesus, there is no Christmas story to make our own. Because it is Jesus, he's the one that we follow as we live out this Christmas story in our lives. And to live out this story in our lives is about responding to God in Christ in our midst, the presence of Jesus in our midst. Not just tonight, not just tomorrow, but all times. It's about bringing God's story to life in our lives. So let us take the holy pause that is Christmas. Let us take this holy pause to ponder our treasures in our hearts and to trust God's presence in our midst. And then to say, yes, Let's go and see. Let's go and see Jesus the Christ, Emmanuel, God with us at work in the world. Amen.